0: You can't see, but Justin's not wearing any pants underneath his yeah. fucking
1: desk. <laughs> Wait, uh. don't get a big head Benji. I never wear pants. Yeah, no,
0: no. <laughs> What's up, guys? Our guest tonight is a highly decorated Brazilian Jiu Jitsu competitor.
1: He's a black belt out in California under Cayo Terror. He's competed against and beaten some of the top guys in the sport and he just put out a new instructional with BJJ Fanatics called the Bermuda Triangle and tonight we're very very lucky to welcome to the show Benji Silva. This is Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt and former pro MMA fighter. And I'm Mike Callahan, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt and a law enforcement officer. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Hey, Benji, how are you?
2: Benji, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? How are you guys? Good, good. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Benji, I think you are officially the first Nogi world champion we've ever had on the show. So oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I can print you out a certificate or something if you want to mail <laughs> it to you. We'll get, the, we'll, yeah, we'll, hey, we'll
0: get you over one.
1: Yeah, I love that. I'll, you know what I mean? I'll put it up on the mantle, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, Benji, can you just give us a little bit of backstory for anyone who may not be too familiar with you, how you got started training in jiu-jitsu?
2: Absolutely. Um, actually, as a fun fact, I did a little photo shoot yesterday for uh, my sponsor, and he didn't uh, get a full rundown of like my whole lineage and how I got started in the sport. And uh, after explaining it to him and his, his uh, wife, they were kind of in shock, like, wow, that's a great story, so kind of practice for you guys today so yeah,
1: it was like a dress <laughs> rehearsal um, for you okay. yeah
2: exactly so uh yeah a little bit about myself uh i've been uh training for about 14 years now um i originally got into uh training from a standpoint of just going into Fairtex and in mountain view to train muay thai for cardio and just get back in shape i grew up in san diego moved up to the bay area when i was about 21 um I was working in a tech, in an IPTV tech company that my dad was a VP of sales for. So, yeah, uh, kind of the tech route at first. And uh, I didn't have any friends when I moved up here. So, uh, best resort was to find something to do that I could acquire some friends. And uh, someone at my work suggested that I would go try some Muay Thai kickboxing. And uh, the first two months of training there, I was so intimidated to go train with the in the jiu-jitsu class. The guys just looked tough. I was like, ah. I'm, not, I'm just going to stick with kickboxing for right now, Muay Thai. And then about my almost third month in, I went to their front desk and asked for the where the intro classes were for BJJ. And they linked me up with the coach there. And my first class, I was, there was like two or three people in class, and two of them were like 200 pounds. And one was like 120 pounds. I must have been 170, we'll say. So I just got demolished by all three of them. Yeah, yeah. So Normal white yeah. belt
1: experience gets smashed on the first day. Yeah. Common just theme.
2: Bat, just skittish like a mountain goat, you know? <laughs>
1: um, I like that. I like and that.
2: uh yeah. And uh yeah, it, you know, I just kept training and I think about after three months of jujitsu training, uh if I originally started doing luta livre. So if you know a little bit of you know lineage for jujitsu, the original no gi was luta livre for the yeah. the guys in the favelas that couldn't afford gis to train jujitsu. Um, I trained under Leopoldo Soral. Um, my my first instructor, and he uh, trained specifically Nogi, um, you know, for MMA, and obviously Luthi Libre, uh, Nogi Jiu-Jitsu. So I started training with him, and uh, after like three months of training, uh, a guy on the fight team was supposed to fight in San Francisco at ten fifteen Folsom, and I had done some amateur boxing, and obviously, you know, gotten street fights growing up, don't condone that, but uh, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is what it is. And um, uh, he kind of went around the room and asked everyone, "Hey, who who here? Uh, who here is about 180 pounds?" And uh, everyone was kind of quiet. And I was like, "I'm I'm close to 180." I wasn't scared. I didn't know, you know. So, so someone on the team went to weigh-ins the day before, the day of the fight. Everyone met at the and Mountain View to drive up to the city, and the guy didn't show up. So ah, okay. one, one fighter was ready and one guy got cold feet and just turned his phone off, deleted his Facebook, didn't show up. Still to this wow. day, I have no idea what happened. Still have no wow. idea what happened. Wow. And uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy, right? So right. Yeah. that doesn't look good on promotions, doesn't look good on the coaching staff. And, you know, my Brazilian coach at the time was like kind of panicking and I was like, hey, I'll do it, you know? <laughs> And, yeah, uh I'll
1: take one for the team.
2: Yeah, and it, he kind of, like, everyone looked at me like, you are the worst person here to take this. And, like, <laughs> 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 and um, sure enough, he sat next to me. I'll never forget, he sat next to me on the bench, when away from everyone. He's like, hey, you know, you don't have to do this. I respect you enough, the fact that you stood up to – to want to do it no, I, you don't have to do this and i was like no i'll do it i don't have nothing else to do on a friday night i don't have any friends really so uh, <laughs> uh oh, that's great why, you know why not so uh uh we go to the, we start driving up to the city and i'm with uh, my old training partner uh brandon korea and he looks over to me and he's like, oh man like you're tough as nails man you got a lot of heart and i remember like what in the hell am i doing like driving up to the city like trying to keep composure <laughs> and uh I was, I ended up going there and they exchanged to the promoter, like what happened. So they wanted me to weigh in that day so the other fight camp could see, like, what my weight was. Yeah, I weighed around so like 200
1: with, pounds coming in.
2: Right. So the weight was for welterweight, it was like 170, right? I, I weighed in with a sweater on, shoes, and jeans. I barely hit 175. And oh, the other right. fight camp was like, yeah, we'll take it. Like the guy I was going, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, 100, you know, 100-something, 100 80, 190 pounds probably. And uh, I ended up being the main event, and I won by a split decision. <laughs> I just came wow. out, just guns blazing, just swinging. And uh, every time, like, we got on the ground, I would just, like, try to grapple with what I knew and or hold him if he was in my guard until the ref stood us back up. But I ended up winning a split decision. And then I remember that night driving home, like, all right, I think I found what I really want to do in life. Um, and, you know, I, I've been growing up since a young age. I started doing you know, karate. My mom put me in there cause of my ADHD and it kind of never really thought that I would be like doing martial arts for a living. So, um, yeah, I, I drove home that night. I was just so stoked on like the experience and the rawness and like how pure it was and, how alive I felt, you know, in that moment. And, uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's, it's money can't buy that. You know, I'm a true fighter at heart. And I, I think I bring that to my style in jujitsu as well. Like I just like to scrap, you know,
1: so, um, there's nothing better than that feeling of the ref (laughs) raising your hands, right? Like that's the the best guy in the world is the ref saying you won. So we,
2: uh, we fast forward a little bit on that. I fought for about, Four and a half, five years. Um, I have an eight and two record for um, for amateur MMA, and then uh, my last fight. Uh, you know, I was training with Gilbert Melendez and Jake Shields out of El Nino Training Center, and uh, my last fight, uh, I was training a little bit at Kyos. My coach wasn't really good, too good with the gi, but uh, I'd started doing reverse De La HeVa in the first. Kyle Terra technique he posted on YouTube was a reverse daily Hiva technique. And when my coach reopened a gym or left AirTex and opened a gym, he started having gi classes. So I was like stoked to put on a gi for the first time.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. But I had, a,
2: I had a lot of stuff to catch up on from a no gi standpoint to a gi standpoint of a blue belt. Right. So um, I started going on YouTube and I found this little guy who's doing all this crazy inverted stuff. And I, started drilling it with one of my, my teammates and my coach caught me doing it. And he's like, where, where the hell did you learn this? And I was like, this guy named Kyle, Kyle Tara or something like that. And he's like, Kyle Terra, I mean, I've known him since I was a blue belt and like calls, calls him on the phone somehow and says that, you know, one of my students is doing the technique you saw and Kyle had just opened his gym at San Jose. And, uh, my coach, Leo took me over to a competition training were mostly all black belts only in the competition training at that time period. And maybe two blue belts that Kyle had that were, like, decent, which are my – two of my best friends now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I just kept my head down, and I started going to comp training over at Kyle's for Ge to get up to par with, like, the competition scene on Ge. And uh, a little bit after that, I had a fight at Keysar Pavilion, and I was in the Palo Post. This will kind of like bring it back full circle a little bit. Uh, I was in a newspaper article for like two, two, three pages and my boss at the time, which is my other job as a personal trainer, contacted me on Facebook and wanted me to come in and teach his kickboxing program in Palo Alto. So uh, I met up with him. He kind of hired me on the spot and I've been working for him for 13 years since. And he got me, you know, paid for all my certs as a personal trainer, got me, moving and grooving to make a a living besides just doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu or fighting, um, to make ends meet and kind of work around my schedule in my life. So
1: is there any plans to go back to MMA? You have any more, uh, desire to go back and fight again, or are you just focused on purely jiu-jitsu now? Uh, kind of because of how
2: the world is a little bit right now. Uh, I've been helping with a couple of Bellator fighters, um, Gaston Bolaños, um, Adam Piccolati and, um, uh, a bunch of others over at CSA helping with their jiu-jitsu. Um, I've been sparring a little bit again during this quarantine. So that, that'll always be there. They, they definitely joke around like, hey, we should get you a fight. Let's you know, get you on Bellator. Uh, yeah. Let's get you fight. Let's fight Dylan Danis, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. So. Uh, please. Hey, I'm just saying I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, yeah, you know, please. I'll, I'll take a catch yes. all day. So, um. Yeah, <laughs> it is what Somebody it is. Yeah, shut that guy's mouth. <laughs> um.
1: Uh, so yeah. So
2: yeah, you know, if opportunities arise and 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 something like that uh is put forward, I would I would take in a heartbeat. That's not a not an issue for Absolutely. me. Not an issue. uh I stay ready. You know, like obviously, um, if jiu-jitsu is really shut down a lot for a long period of time, it is something to consider. Um, just so I can stay active. You know, I'm obviously I just fought in Florida for. Just king promotions and um anything to keep me staying active you know whether it's fighting or jiu-jitsu something in that combat realm you know but yeah, uh, absolutely absolutely but a little bit uh back to how the rest of it is kyle ended up hiring me to teach his muay thai program at his gym to help me make a little bit extra money at the time period so my old coach i couldn't really make certain classes anymore. So, we kind of had a falling out and he kind of just passed the baton over to Kyle. It's unfortunate and this these things happen in the sport, you know. I hope a lot of people they want, do. They I hope I, a lot. yeah, I hope a lot of people can understand and relate to that. Like you it's not wrong to outgrow a spot if it's only going to further you as a competitor. Um even if it's a hobbyist and you want to just learn a little bit more higher echelon of things, it's okay. Like don't feel bad or feel tied down because You've been somewhere for so long. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's like breaking up with a girl. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but, that's a good way to put it.
2: Yeah. Um, but, you know, Kyle, op- you know, with open arms, welcomed me in. And, you know, after my last fight in MMA, he sat me down and he's like, Look, I know you're good at MMA, but you're a blue belt. Um, if you take a break and you focus on jiu jitsu right now, Benji, I really feel like you could do a lot in this sport and you'll have a career after fighting because you can teach jiu-jitsu for the rest of your life, and um, I took that to heart, and I really trusted in what he was saying, because Kyle was, was a stud, still his stud, and was a huge stud at the time when I was first converted over to him, and um, I'll never forget that, and I, you know, I had a long heart-to-heart heart with my, my dad, because my dad was a huge supporter, and, you know, supporting me through my fight career, and uh, I was like, God, I'm gonna take a step away from fighting for a while, and, focus on jiu-jitsu and within that first year of focusing on solely jiu-jitsu i had got my first third up pans um at blue belt um i think it was at 2013 um and like the guys on the podium were like Rolando Sampson, um dante leon was in first <laughs> like like top guys we, we i grew up with all yeah, these. yeah i grew up with yeah. all, all these guys you know and then i kind of was like wow that, that was a lot of fights um I had like six, seven fights five, five that day. And um, just back division at lightweight too, because now I'm medium heavy. Um, so I was uh, 162 pounds back then. So uh, that same year at Blue Belt um, in 2013, I, I won double gold worlds at uh, lightweight. And then I won the open weight division as a lightweight. And my first two matches were an ultra heavyweight and a heavyweight. And this so forth. So hey, there you go, man. Right, right into the absolute. Go <laughs> yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Have fun. I had like I had uh 12 matches and I finished, I believe, like eight matches by submission that, that day. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was the moment I really realized that you know, Kyle was onto something, and um, you know, we're developing something special in San Jose at the Kyle tear Academy. And um, you know, just the whole crew and team there. Um, everyone's very tight knit and a family there. So it just it was it, it meant a lot to go on a new team and then perform that way. And um, yeah, it, it was a very emotional time, um, especially in the finals at Absolute, because I, I felt so you know abandoned a little bit and then onto a new team. So I just felt kind of um, in transition a little bit, right? So I, it definitely gave me validation I was doing the right thing. Um, and then kind of moving forward from there. Um, once Kyle gave my, my purple belt, I got, uh, that same year, like double bronze at no Gi worlds. So like, kind of like, all right, first year again, the, the shake and the dust off logo 's was purple belt, but you know, felt good, um, performing out there. Uh, and then 2015 pans, I got silver and lost in the finals to, uh, Orlando Montaro. um, yeah, that was that was epic. Um John Combs on it was in third and a bunch of other guys. Um yes, yeah, just stacked guys. Every every time I, I you know I
0: guys are those guys are fucking yeah, monsters. You yes. know, yeah, yeah. It's an impressive it's an impressive group. Yeah. John
2: Combs, you know, you already know you're out there, but we won and one, you know. Uh but that year, you know, I got him back uh for him beating me at uh <laughs> World Pro. So <laughs> um but uh yeah, and uh American Nationals. Got a golden absolute golden division the same year and pretty much moved forward into Brown Belt. Um big, big year for me, I would say. Even though my two world titles and Nogi, that was like a phenomenal moment. Um, a little shed light on my my actual first gold at Pans, you know, because I obviously as I talk about it, I've got my like third and then silver. I just felt like almost there, almost there. Yeah, and finally yeah. in 2017 at brown belt um medium heavy me and uh one of my teammates and one of my good 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 friends um he basically uh Hudson, Mateus. that's on my team he's top black belt obviously in the world right now uh Hudson, he went out there and just destroyed honestly everybody and like 30 seconds to a minute you guys have seen his arm bars they're just un- unbelievable yeah, yeah. training yeah. with them is no like my whole camp i was training with yuri and puts in Hudson, the whole camp so imagine how that goes in your mindset i was just getting wrecked yeah right so i'm going yeah, in, right. i'm going in the pants thinking how am i gonna i didn't even
1: get to be successful in camp i was just getting beat up the whole time <laughs> it- yeah little do you realize it's because you're growing, growing monsters every single day like yeah right you know, your worst day on the mat is still better than the people you're going against who they're training against every yeah. day. Yeah,
2: And, uh, I felt it. I just started like, my passing started to open up. I was known for a lot of my guard play earlier on in my career. And I started opening up a little bit more of my passing and, um, kind of actually developing my game and like how I'm being comfortable on top or bottom or just any of the positions that I end up in. And, um, uh, Hudson was just like flying through people and I was fighting, you know, submitted the first or points, first one submitted the next two. And I, as soon as I would finish the, uh, quarterfinals match, Hudson comes over to me and his friend from Brazil was about to fight in the quarterfinals with, uh, one of the coaches at Cobra Kai in Vegas, uh, can't think of his name right now something shapiro Shane, something Shane shapiro i think he i think he's a d2 wrestler i want to believe i don't want to butcher it maybe d1 don't disrespect but uh he uh we'll assume d1 we'll say, D, until we're we'll corrected. say D, yeah no one yeah. gets upset <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: uh but all i know is uh Putin's like hey this is my friend from brazil he's good he's gonna win this match uh you're going to pull guard on him. I was like, okay. And he's like, and we go to finals. We'll close this division out. I was like, okay, cool. And, uh, he went out, had Michael Perez next He beat Michael Perez. So I was just waiting, waiting for my match and Hudson's friend from Brazil got tapped by this American guy. Mm. And I look over and Hudson's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> I don't know. man. Yeah.
2: And so now I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. He doesn't know who he is. And, um, I go out there, and I don't know, like, I didn't know he's a wrestler. He's short and stocky, and he just, like, took me down right off the get. I scrambled, he, and we were in exchange, standing up again. He took me down again, like, four points, like, right off the get, and then I swept him, got, like, two points. And then he manhandled me again, took me out of bounds, and when we went out of bounds, we were, like, scrambling. And then, as the ref's, like, trying to stop it, I just remember him, like, getting on my back, locking in a choke, and we were, like, way out of bounds, and the ref was, like, like saying, and then uh, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to sleep. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I was trying to defend. Who cares at this and point? And then, like, I just closed my eyes, like, trying to defend. And then all of a sudden, like, the ref was, like, telling us to get up. And because uh, as soon as we went out, I didn't know if I went to sleep or not. So as soon as we went back to the center, I'm, like, tying my belt. And I'm thinking it's over with. And the ref's, like, about to go like this. Yeah, go. And I, yeah, like, yeah. I had to register right then and there. I was, like. Wake the fuck up, dude! Like you're still in this, and uh, right away, like I, I started standing and like trying to like head snap the guy, and he was kind of smiling at me, like appreciating that. I was trying to wrestle with him, and uh, he he like ducked under me over by the scoreboard a little bit, and we were kind of like scrambling out of bounds, and like a hail mary, like stepped over at the last second because he was trying to get the side control, but I was like framing him. I like jumped my leg over and grabbed the pillow at the last second and. Popped his foot, Mm. like literally, there was maybe twenty-five seconds on the clock.
1: It was eight to two, and uh, yeah, you needed that. That was big time, like like you said, hail mary. And then
2: as as
0: that, we're we're gonna have to watch. Yeah,
1: I'll send
2: you guys. (laughs) I'll send you guys the 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 video of it it. Is like literally, like Kyle started walking toward our friend on the mat next to us. I was about to compete, kind of like, all right, shit, Benji lost. Like started walking away, and my teammates were right there, and then they all started cheering. Kyle turn around and I was like freaking out like no way did that just happen. Yeah. And uh yeah. as soon as I came off the mat the ref asked Woodson like in Portuguese like who's you know who's going to take uh first. And I told him like hey man like you're my boy you need this a lot more for you know like visa and you know all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. We're friend we're yeah. boys so I was like hey man like you deserve this like don't don't worry about it. And um he's like he said something in Portuguese and when we went out there the ref raised my hand. And, uh, when we were walking oh, okay. off the mat, but like, "Hey came you fought with a lot of heart today and you, you didn't quit. Like you fought way harder than I had to fight and you deserve this way more. And he went on to win the absolute division for Brown belt that year too. So, you know, he, he just Crazy. wanted to get his black belt. That's all he really cared about. Um, so yeah, just yeah. a little, little shed.
1: But still he recognized, yeah, he recognized what you had to go through on yeah. the day to let you take the win. That's yeah.
2: Cool. So I'll, I'll definitely, you know, there's a lot of, really high level of guys that I'm uh friends with and grown up with that have done, you know, stuff like this. And it's just this is what's cool about jujitsu in the sport. It's it's an amazing culture right. of people and humans that you'll never
1: find anywhere else. I promise that, you know? And um Yeah, and you started this because you like you said in the beginning, you didn't have friends. You're looking for something yeah. to do and, and look what it's brought you in your life. Yeah. Like that's very cool about jujitsu. Yeah. Thanks man. And uh yeah.
2: And then from there uh i i won like uh i won the fight to win pro middleweight title belt at brown belt um i believe i'm six and one for fight to win pro right now yeah six and one and uh yeah so after that um same year got bronze at no Gigi worlds i lost to uh one of the gracie baha guys uh not remember. Uh, Sergio, Sergio. Um, I don't know how to say his
1: last name. Lost to him. Good. We run into that a lot with. Yeah. I don't know How to say his last name <laughs> in Jiu-Jitsu. We run into a lot. There's a lot of, lot of those yeah, guys. Yeah. 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 There's Good a guy. lot of those guys.
2: And uh, finally, yeah. leading on to what happened uh, for 2019 No Worlds. Um, you know, I was training hard with Mason and Yuri for ADCC. Uh, both, you know, for Yuri, both of Yuri's ADCC camps, I trained a lot with them. Um, but then, you know, Mason joined our team and, you know, he, he's my boy. Like, he, he's like my long, lost brother. And we beat the shit out of each other on the regular. And uh, yeah, you know, we we went out there and uh, I, you know, it was, uh, I really wanted to make a statement um, at Black Belt. And I had a baby monster in my division. And Mason fought baby monster first match at ADCC. And it was, you know, he won, but it was a good match. And I remember as soon as I got to the match at Nogi Worlds at Black Belt, my first year at Black Belt, it was the semifinals match. Uh, Kyle and and one of my other uh, teammates came over and they're like, hey, man, like, be smart. Like, don't, 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 like, just get your points, try to settle. And I'm like, man, like, what are you guys worried about? This guy is – just the Brazilian version of me. I'm crazy as fuck too. Like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put on a show <laughs> yeah. because that's all I know. And, and, uh, you know, I kept trying to just telling myself that in the bullpen. Some people will see me warming up. I'm talking to myself, visualizing and just hyping myself up because I don't need myself. You know, that's all I really care about. I can, I can motivate myself yeah. out there. And, um, yeah, you know, as soon as I went out there, I just pushed the pace. I got in, and I bullied him because he bullies a lot of people. Like, even at Jist King, I knew if I was going to fight him at Jist King at all, I was going to pull the same approach. I'm, You're going to bully a bully. That's it. And um, I saw a lot of holes in and mistakes in his first match that he got arm dragged with, and I hit him with that, put him down, but he's a scrambly caveman, and then I suplexed him right over the top of me on his head. Thought I got, killed the man. And uh, – but, like, <laughs> listen,
1: you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> is
0: this Baby mo- Is this baby Monster yeah. that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, he's a fucking animal, I'll send you guys yeah, that yeah, fight. A, that, he, shit was,
2: that was probably one of my favorite fights I've been in so far for, for jiu-jitsu matches. Because uh, it was non nonstop. The guy, he, you would throw the kitchen sink at him. You know? he,
0: yeah. Yeah, he was actually out our way. Uh, for one of the fight to wins. He came out to Philly and fought in one of the fight to wins out here. And it was the first time I saw him in person. Like, I'd, I'd seen him on flow and everything before. But uh, he, he ended up losing a decision there. But he's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a wild man, like yeah. you said. He's, he's Literally, so. like,
2: as soon as I got behind him and I suplexed him, like, I bent him over and slammed him. I was like, oh, that definitely knocked him out for sure. Because <laughs> I just thought power clean oh right up top of me and as soon as I, I landed
1: yeah, right. I was yeah. like
2: halfway with one hook in and I look to my right and Mason tells the story way better than I do but I look up and the only motherfucker face I see is Mason laughing going oh my <laughs> god like, I just see him laughing that I, I just suplexed baby monster and I, I was trying not to laugh and you can see in the video I smile because I look up at Mason like yeah and then I took his back but then yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. Right. put your other hook in put your other hook in. And then like, I don't know where <laughs> like cyborg or someone started yelling, baby monster. And he like woke up the ah! started Freaking out. and I was yeah, like trying to yeah, put my yeah, hook yeah, in. Yeah. And he ended up in my closed guard. And um,
0: yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a name to have on your resume, man. That's, that's super you. impressive. I was impressed with it that. Actually as my so. first year
2: at black belt, um, I was uh, super stoked on that because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, they get intimidated by like, People who have names in this sport in, in the sport, but, like, I've grown up, fortunately, at Kyle's where these big-name guys have been coming into our gyms. Kyle's gym was, like, an airport terminal for, like, top guys for so long. You know, we used to have camps, like, Landry Lowe and Caprito, and all these top guys would come in from Soul Fighter, and just different echelons of gyms and environment. And, you know, I just knew one day I'm going to be scrapping with these guys so i'm not going to really like idolize them too much i need to just respect them and go out there and perform the way i need to do you know it's it's kind of hard to
0: to get psyched out at these competitions when you look at the at the resumes of the guys that you're training with on a daily basis right like you're getting you're getting tougher matches for the most part in the training room than then these guys are capable of giving you on the mats there you're training with absolute monsters over there so that's a that's big a huge benefit big for facts you, for i sure. was
2: actually just talking um I hooked up and um got to hang out with the guy a couple guys from the daisy fresh crew and, and um jb i was telling him yesterday i get more nervous going to practice like i get more nervous going to practice cuz yeah. hey it's hot Kyle does, like this guy was maniac turn on the heater with like hundred degree weather outside <laughs> and then to be like, Oh, we're going to make it hot and humid in the room. So you guys can emulate what it feels like in a competition. And you're like, but it's a hundred outside. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just open the yeah, doors. Yeah, that's it. all you got to do yeah. is just to open the doors. But yeah. yeah. You know, that's how it should be. You should be nervous going to practice because the, the uncertainty of practice should scare you so that when you're in competition, uh, it's a walk in the park, like nothing you've never seen before. I think, uh,
0: like for me I you always respected Kayo as a coach and it was or I'm sorry, as a as a competitor, but it really wasn't until I, I watched that uh documentary on Mikey when they kinda dived into him as a coach and it's like it peels back yeah. a whole nother like layer of things. Like you have you know, Mikey who's sitting there three time world champ or maybe he was a two time world champ at the time. But he was just saying, he's like, as good as I am, I'm at the, you know, the pinnacle almost, and this guy is still able to break down my game and show me what needs to be – like, that's uber impressive, uber impressive for a coach to be able to do that. So, yeah, it was – We
2: we like to to refer to him as, like, the Einstein of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. He's, like – he's very dialed in. Like, he – I mean, I came back from Florida, um, you know, through the whole quarantine thing, traveling. And then once I got cleared to go back to training, um, you know, the first thing he did was address like how I got caught in a heel hook from Taza. you know, like, I was like, I don't know like how I could base without this happening, even though Taza, shout yeah. out to Taza, good man. Yeah. Show yeah. Showed me what he did to me. Yeah. And, uh, he's a great guy. Showed me how to do it and what he did to me. So, um, but, you know, Kyle just kind of addressing, like, where my feet should be, like, immediately. So he's quick to, like, give you the answer, the keys to, like, what went right, wrong. Uh, whereas some coaches are like, oh, next time, next time, yeah. champ, you know. Yeah. What does that do for me? You know, like, just, I want to fix my wrong. I don't want it to happen yeah. again.
0: Having, that, having a coach that's able to do that gives you that much more faith and confidence in the guy, too. You know, having Big a time. It, yeah. So.
1: Do you see yourself coaching when you're done competing? Is that the route you want to go? Do you see yourself Following in Kyo's steps that way, in the the coaching world, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like right now, um, I have a
2: small uh, little little studio spot in Palo Alto uh, called True Movement. It's my me and my girlfriend's little LLC. Um, I teach uh, you know like tech guys and some Stanford students, um, locals around Palo Alto. I've um, been teaching for about two years, a year and a half, two years over here, and then um, I teach friday classes uh kyle's in san jose so um yeah i think since around brown belt i would say is when i really started finding my groove as an instructor um for bjj i had been doing privates for a long time because of my personal training experience like people would reach out to me hey you want to do a private that's easy but teaching group classes are a lot different yeah if anyone's a trainer knows that um know just because everyone i like for instance i have adhd like everyone learns different um you know some people are visual audio and hands-on you know so or some people need a blend of everything um yeah and so i wanted to stand out a little bit and and compared to a lot of the other coaches and make my class fun but also um like bond the students not just like all right, hard class, and see you later. Yeah. No, I want my I want to know my students' names. I want to check in on them and give them the best services possible because you never know who you're going to impact. You yeah. know, like it, 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 this stuff changed my life so much that I just want to be able to to do justice and service to the community as much as possible to give back.
1: You know? absolutely, awesome. absolutely. Well, how did you get? Uh, what was the start of working with BJJ fanatics? Because I know you just put out the Bermuda Triangle. How did that all come about? One of my sponsors is
2: NC Fit. Um, the owner is Jason Kalipa. He's a crossfit world CrossFit, champion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's he's one of my really good friends and uh he trains jiu-jitsu, guys, a purple belt and let the world know he's a solid purple belt. He's no not he's not bought. He he earned that in full, for sure. I believe it. So believe um it. yeah, he uh Bernardo and him or Michael and him cross paths. I don't know. Something like that. But, uh, he did a conditioning DVD for our video for them, um, for conditioning for grappling, kind of like EMOMs and air wraps and, yeah. and kind of strength movements that would be good for grapplers. And if you haven't seen it, it's a great, very, very informative video. It gives so much insight and knowledge that is, um, uh, you know, worth a lot for the price, you know? So, um, but yeah, so I helped demo some of the stuff for him in the movements there. And he obviously, I uh, love the guy. He's networking me with them and uh, kind of shouted me out as I'm doing the movements. So this is Benji's black belt in Jiu-Jitsu, but he also does CrossFit. So kind of showing that, you know, there are guys that are top level that do this stuff. And, and um, yeah, a little bit after that, um, just before Jitsking, the same week I filmed, like the week before I left to Florida, he sent me up with uh, Michael and uh, the videographer that was coming out to film Hudson's DVD that just released too, the close guard one. Yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. And it's, so it just made sense. Killed two birds with one stone and you know, Hey, let's film the same day. So Hudson filmed in the morning. I came in and filmed the rest in the afternoon and uh, yeah, just cranked it out. Uh, you know, I've been known, like I said, for my guard and my triangles for since blue belt and uh I I really wanted to share just a lot of the triangle setups from so many positions that I've done over the years. That you know basics win matches. Like obviously the fancy stuff is very glorified. It's fun to do, but the stuff that you're high percentage landing in matches are the basics. You know triangles, arm bars, and basic sweeps. Um, So I just wanted to kind of give a little flavor to the world of something a little less complex to all the the stuff we're seeing right now to just like some fun transitions to moves that are basics and good fundamental foundations for jujitsu.
1: Did they That's approach awesome. you with the idea of doing the triangles or was your leading the way of like, Hey guys, let we're going to do this. I was kinda lead, do- yeah.
2: Yeah. They, they kind of, uh, Jason linked me up and they asked me what I wanted to film. And I was, I said, uh, how about a triangle series? And they're sure not wrong. And, uh, they said, can you give us, you know, ten or more moves, uh, techniques to break down? I said absolutely. And uh you only want ten? Start- I gotta narrow
1: it down yeah. to ten because I can go yeah. like 60? <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I look, I got more in the in the pocket. We'll save that for the next one. That's for the sequel, um, right? You, you, have, yeah, to, you, you sequel. have to keep something there. And then in the Gi, it's a it's a whole other echelon. That's a that's a deep rooted uh, Bermuda triangle system. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Um but yeah, I, I thought it was funny because when uh, they approached me about it, I was like, "They're like, well, what do you want to call the title?" I was like, "Bermuda Triangle." And the filmer started laughing. He's like, "That's good." Yeah, that is. And good. I was like, "Well, let's be honest. Everything disappears in Bermuda Triangle. It's chaos in there. You don't know how to get. You can't get out, right? So just most of the time you get stuck in a triangle. It's not always. Uh, you're not always getting out. So uh, it's just a, good a little name. fun name to throw on that. It's yeah, a, good a little name. quick baity, but that's yeah. good. <laughs> That was definitely a huge um uh, monumental kind of like uh turning point at least for me like I know some guys in this and women in this sport um who've got to film at lower belts, you know some studs at purple and brown belts, but obviously sometimes releasing those you don't always get good sales because you're a lower belt right but um uh, yeah it it was very surreal that I was actually going to be doing that and film for them because I've been buying dvds and then into obviously the downloadable videos now um from them for years for years and before that it was buddha videos you know yeah all of that stuff so yep yep um and so it was like wow i can't believe all these years of money i've spent on technique videos and now for bjj fanatics i'm actually a top black belt in the world to be doing this myself and uh it had to take a moment to kind of appreciate that um You know, a lot a lot of people get a chance to do that, and a lot of people who I've grown up and even competed against over the years have reached out, you know, DM me like, "Hey, man, that's super awesome. I'm very stoked for you that that's happening." So it just again,
1: it's the top instructional's company out there right now, recognizing that you have a lot to bring to the table. So it's it's more than just obviously there's a different feeling when you go out and you win a gold medal, but to have the community recognize what you're bringing that's that's got to be pretty cool for you
2: absolutely yeah especially like when you get like a dm or like a story post from someone that you're not you don't even like you didn't even know that they were following you or like you don't follow right. them or anything they're like they have like three posts on their wall <laughs> like
1: yeah. there's a random person in the world <laughs> like
2: that's so awesome like that's so cool too that we have the technology and ability to share techniques all around the world like that's just that is amazing like like I said, just being able to give back to the culture and the community has done so much for me in my life. Um, that's all I really ask and want to do. Um, put on good, put on good events and uh, be a great instructor and just build monsters over the next. You know, obviously when my time is up, I'll always be competing. That's for sure. You guys will always see me out there. <laughs> but uh, as far as the younger generation, I' definitely going to be building monsters at some point and uh, putting a lot a lot of attention to detail to bring up the next you know generation of uh, monsters
1: well i know obviously there's sort of a big pandemic happening that's kind of limiting what's going on in jiu-jitsu. but do you have yeah. anything coming up next is there anything on the radar for you
2: right now like obviously it's like we got fight to win pro we got third coast and
1: we got jits king
2: uh, oh and then uh submission underground uh, I was trying to get on the submission underground with Mason when he's fighting Craig Jones uh, in a week. I haven't heard back from them, um, so I'm not going to guarantee that. But hopefully, you know, uh, one of these Kumites for Third Coast or, you know, Jits Kings puts on another event I'd definitely be out there for another Super Fight or one of the, uh, you know, tournament styles or any weight class, to be honest with you as those. It's above 180. <laughs> you know, yeah, and right. walking around. Like no, people don't realize it's like i I had three weeks I was at two 200, hon 202. two hundred two, and three weeks I went all the way to one eighty five so wow um <laughs> and, that, and that's it. and again, I have the blessing of you know my nutrition cert and personal training to understand nutrition a little bit more and diet right, not cut weight. I'm not really big on cutting weight but dieting right, so you can perform well and I feel good out there um but yeah uh, so, again, any, any of these shows, if you, especially any of you are listening to this, uh, put me on. I, it's nothing but fireworks every time I'm out there. So <laughs> Absolutely. I can yeah. vouch
1: for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Just for everyone, I know with the COVID stuff and just everything in the world right now, be patient. I know sometimes it seems, especially for the people who don't really have a name too much in the sport, and they maybe can't train or or they can't really – definitely can't compete. I know it sometimes seems unfair because only the top guys are getting to perform right now, but, you know, I I can assure you that most of us that are competing right now, we're doing this for the culture. Um, You know, like win or lose out there, we're just trying to give you guys some normalcy, like to tune into Flow Grappling, to feel like Friday or Saturday night is a normal – Normal, you know, weekday, weekend um, event that we're used to seeing fights on. Um, I know it's tough right now for a lot of people. Um, you know, the mental health things and everything else going on during all this. But just keep trying to find ways to train. Like, if you don't have a brother or sister to never train, ask them if they'll drill with you. If you don't have a joint partner, buy one of those grappling dummies, Make one. Like, there's if you have a will, if you have the will to do it, find a way. You know. Um, just – you yeah, got sure. you to gotta, you gotta make it happen. Um, I know it's tough, but you got to keep that passion and love alive, you know, because it's it, – it is hard, especially if some people have been doing this for so many years. Just stay positive. You know, hopefully all of us will be out of this in, in good time and back to training and having good roles with everybody. But, um, yeah, I just want to let everyone know, like, I feel for every single man, woman, and child out there that changed jiu-jitsu. Um, we're all in this together and, uh, keep your head up, keep training. Even if it's, uh, doing solo drills is better than nothing, you know?
1: Well said. Well said. Yeah.
0: If it, if it, if it wasn't already known, you know, I think this, this, uh, podcast is just going to reinforce what a great ambassador to the sport you are, man. So I appreciate you know, we're that. We're lucky to have guys that, like you in the sport, you know, kind of advancing the mission of jujitsu and, and, um, you know, setting a good example. For people to look up to hey
2: man it's been my pleasure and i really appreciate you guys reaching out to me to have me on here and uh tell a little
1: bit of my story so i uh, thank yeah, you. And you like i like i said to you the other day you know i always feel a little bit weird sending random <laughs> messages on instagram yeah, that, but,
0: it's like 2 a.m like sliding into your dms yeah, you know hey, playing with his belly button
1: all, yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well
2: you know once i'm probably playing cod or something like, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, so I'm on Instagram. I see BJJ Fanatics posted about the Bermuda Triangle. And I was like, man, all right, I got to pick that up. Wait, I wonder – wait, I have a podcast. I wonder if he'll come yeah, talk yeah. to us. Yeah, I, was, I shot my shot and he, he, he say, came hey, on take, for us. Take it, man. Take it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it. I, I always
2: tell people you never know what opportunities are going to move your life forward in such a positive way. You might, you might as well take every opportunity that presents itself instead of like be iffy about it. You know, I, yeah. especially when it has to do with something I, is my love and my passion. Like you guys are running an awesome podcast. Why would I not want to come on here and talk about what we all love to do, so.
1: Benji, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah. We really appreciate it. You're the we man. Really thank, you no, seriously, and...
2: you guys are awesome. Anything you need, just again, I'm a message away. Thank you so much for everything. <laughs> all right, thanks, Benji, I Dude, appreciate it, man. Thank See you, you later. You. See you guys.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Uh, huge thanks to Benji Silva for coming on tonight and talking to us. Uh, if you want to check out his new instructional DVD, you can find it at BJJ Fanatics. If you want to reach out to him directly, you can find him on Instagram at Jitsu. Don't forget to follow our show on Instagram at that underscore jiu underscore podcast. You can also follow me at M underscore Callahan106.
1: And you can follow me at Justin Lesko. And you can actually watch the video version of this episode and every episode that we do on YouTube by just searching for That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. You're supposed to say thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.